everybody. Welcome to Divorce Diary Show. I am Michelle Trina, the creator of Divorce Diary Show. Before we begin today's episode, please check out Divorce Diary Show YouTube channel for upcoming content on our scripted series, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Divorce Diary Show. Please follow me and I'll follow you. Remember, laugh at life's beautiful mishaps. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Divorce Diaries show. My name is Michelle Trena. I am the creator of Divorce Diaries. I am so excited to have a special guest on today. She is a divorcee. She is a comic and she's running for New York City Mayor. Stacey Prussman. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, I am a comic running for mayor. But I love it. Um, it's not a publicity stunt. People are like, is that a publicity stunt like Howard Stern did years ago when he ran for governor? I said, no, I actually want to change the city of New York City. I want to make it, I want to make it better. I want to make the apple juicy and hot and fun again. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Juicy, hot, and fun again. Ooh. And I honestly, like, you and were- functional. Ha- and functional. And functional. And we were talking prior to the recording about just, like, uh, the stuff that's going on in the pandemic and unemployment. And I, I, I want to seek- you out for advice and I don't even live in New York city just to help me out because we, people need a person in this political like forum. That's actually going to be for the people. I'm so sick of it. I don't even care what side of the planet, what you believe in. I'm like, I'm looking out at my window and I'm thinking, where are the help for the like working class, for the middle class that have busted their behinds. And we're just kind of mm-hmm. sitting here. I mean, so. we are, we are, we are like a society of people I mean, my friends, my people I've worked with, uh, hardest working people I know in the arts, people who have, you know, jobs in finance, teachers, uh, mm-hmm. people who work in um, offices, do, doing all types of jobs. I mean, I, and I think those are the people, they work their butts off and then they get screwed and they don't really know how to, and they don't want to ask for help because they're, we're, we're proud people. We're people who work, you know, our butts off. And it's okay to ask for help, and especially when you're told to stay home. And then right. it's like, and then you have to jump through hoops to sort of have the system that you've actually paid into work for you when it's time. It's unfair, and we're already oh. in stressful times. We're already in very stressful times at the moment. And so, how do we make things work better? And and uh, I chose to run for mayor before this actually happened. I just announced it on Larry Sharp show. He's a, um, I think we. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And we basically are working really hard to um, figure out how to make, you know, work in a way that doesn't uh, infringe on rights, but also makes the better good work. I love that. And I love that you just, what you just said about, um, oh God, it's exactly what I've been thinking about, how I've paid for so many years into the system as a full-time teacher for six and a, actually ten, more than that, but I was in a school district for six and a half years, and I paid my, I paid into unemployment for those six and a half years. A and lot now, of money, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, I resigned because of the opportunities I was getting as a performer, and I used to, to perform full-time in my early 20s, and I got married, and let me let me become a teacher and 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 not there's anything I love teaching too that's my another love that we'll talk about another time but that that is so true I feel like I I worked my behind off 
in, I don't know, I wish I could just quote that. That's I have to look, I have to listen to what you just said again, because you said you pay into it. Now I have to try to get the system to work for me or something. That was yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're honest and you work and you, you know, you add to society and then, then when it's t when you're told to stay, stay at home and for the greater good and your rights are infringed upon, you don't, you can't even get your money that you've earned. And yeah. it's unfair. It's unfair. And it's not, it's, it's, it shows you that we have so much bureaucracy uh, and it's inefficient, I, at least in New York. And I, I'm sure other cities and other, other actually states, it's very inefficient how we, our infrastructures are behind the times and like like also like we're, i'm an independent contractor yep. in a way i mean i get a lot of i do a lot of acting so i get a lot of w2s from that but then i also have you know i speak and i get the 1099 and i get this and that and i also feel like there's no unemployment for that you know so yep. i don't mind paying extra taxes so when i don't have work i can get unemployment and be safe i love that you said that and um because that makes you feel like you're Yes, I agree with you 100%. I think that everyone around me is like, oh, well, you're a contracted gig performer. And I, and I have this LLC that's a theater company. So they don't look at me also like I'm this essential worker, which I get. I'm not a doctor or nurse, but I, I'm a teacher. I do so much through my craft that I feel is essential. And now because I don't pay for a W-2, I'm sitting over here like waiting in the water. Well, you pay taxes, you know, yeah. you do pay taxes. Um, uh, I know a lot of producers that produce shows that I've been on. They pay taxes out of the money mm -hmm. they earn. They earn full-time salaries, uh, most of them. And so comics and we, you know, as a comedian, you know, you know, it's not fair. I've gotten paid in cash on my, and I do uh, claim it. And it's like, what happens yeah. when there's no show and there's no comedy club and there's no acting job. And, you know, luckily I do have SAG after an equity, but mm -hmm. if I didn't have those unions, you know, right. I would not be legitimized at all, exactly. as a, you know, financially. So um, it's very hard. And I feel that there's got to be systems in place going, moving forward, even after this whole pandemia, as I call it, yeah. that we can get unemployment as independent contractors if we pay into it. And it's got to be a way to allocate the money to us where we get a certain amount of money or based on our earnings. So when, when, when things are slow or a business goes belly up that we don't have to feel totally scared yeah like fending yeah totally scared and alone absolutely we're in a gig um, i mean we're in a gig economy now i don't think people are no longer for the most part are no longer a lot of people i know stay with one company mm -hmm. for the whole their whole lives or whatnot or even a couple of years people uh freelance a lot now people don't get hired they a lot of people don't even get hired as um full-time employees if they're like i have a cousin that was temping for years for the mm -hmm. same company. They didn't want to hire him because they'd have to pay him, you know, whatever, all the different benefits and whatnot. Yeah. So the temp agency takes over for that a little bit. But so it's like, there are people that just don't even get, you know, hired as a full-time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what you call gig one W2 people. Is that self-employed? Yeah. They're I mean, called self, they're called self-employed uh, gig contractors. They're just called self-employed people. Even W2 people, like when I get like an active yeah. gig for three days and then it's done. It's done and it's a W. Okay, so my accountant told me because I also teach dance at a studio part-time for years. I They have all W2 employees. They don't do 1099s. And he said, 
He's like, yeah, you would, you would claim them on unemployment, but anyone that's, you're considered a 1099, you don't claim on unemployment. Like, right. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And it's confusing. And then I have this, t I have an LLC. It's, it's so every, and everyone's journey to it, it's different because some people do have like these other businesses that they do. Right. Right. And we, and you can't do these businesses. So one of the things yeah. I, I, after going through this is one of the policies, I mean, this is for New York and maybe other people will follow suit is that, ha you know, and this might be a federal issue mm -hmm. is that how do we, um, you know, take 1099 people and create a, a system where they are insured. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, you know, I'd have to look into that with, you know, financial advisors and people that work in taxes and, 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 and I would look in, into the, into that as a, as a political figure. So I don't, I mean, I don't know the mayor wouldn't be in charge of that, but it would be something I'd love the governor to, to eventually deal with. Well, you, you're, you're, you're a for the people gal and I'm behind you. And let me tell you something, whoever divorced you better suck it. Speaking of divorce. Um, well, it was a mutual, it was, our, our divorce <laughs> was mutual. Okay, yes, yeah. No one left, you know, it was like, we grew apart. I met him, we, we were very young and we spent 10 years together. And by the time the 10th year, it was like, it was ready to, it was ready. I was ready. I needed to move on. I had grown. He had grown. We've just grown apart differently. Yep. Um, we actually, he's a comedian. Oh, wow. Um, so we had that in common and we we weren't enemies at all. I mean, I'm sure yeah. he was, you know, we were, we weren't, it wasn't great maybe the first year, but we were okay. I mean, we've been friendly. I don't, I haven't seen him in years, but you know, we're still friendly every so often I'll retweet. If he writes something funny, I'll retweet it. So it's, you know. Oh, that's good. So you're on a, a, a nice path with him. And do you have any children together? No, we never had it. We had a cat that passed away a few years ago, but um, yeah, we were, we didn't have any children. So it was, it, the divorce was rather easy and inexpensive. I used to do a joke. I used to say, I used to like, I used to do a joke like 10 years ago when I, comedy was still existing. <laughs> um, I it costs money more money to break up my family plan on T-Mobile than it costs me to break up my family. <laughs> my divorce was like two eighty nine. My my T-Mobile <gasps> was like six hundred dollars or something. Stop! Oh my god! Before, before we had to be on contract. So yeah. So I mean, we are um, we are in good terms. I don't have any ill will at all. I have love for him from as a friend. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he's, you know, he's been a friend to me when I needed, but I haven't really spoken to him in many years, not yeah. many, like three years, whatever. So how long ago were you divorced? So how many years have you been divorced? We got separated in 2013. And at the end of 2013, we signed the papers, I believe. Oh, so you were quick. Okay. You were what? That was, that's good. I mean, that's interesting because 2013 is when I, I think I stepped, I got my daughter in 2012. And then, so it's been almost five years. So 2016. Oh, wow. Uh, what is it? What's, what year are we in? Because I clearly can't subtract. So, 2020. <laughs> so we, I've, been, I've been divorced. He's remarried. My ex-husband's remarried. Already. Oh, wow. Okay. So, for two years, I think, about at this point. I think I, two years, maybe less. I don't know. So our, my ex-husband and I are now on like co-parenting terms. Like we're good. Not that we were never on co-parenting terms, but we're like, like I, I was texting him through this pandemic about like what's going on. Like he's known me since I was a full-time actor in my early twenties. And then I shifted to getting my master's in education for us being getting married. And, oh, then great. Now, and now he knows I have a show about divorce that I do. He doesn't know the extent of it. I mean, he probably Googles it, but like, I know that we're getting to be more friendlier now. And, and my daughter's like, Oh, um, mommy, um, you know, like you and daddy, I don't think you should be divorced anymore because I never see you guys fight. 
and said, well, that's why we are divorced, so that we can keep a nice relationship that you can see and grow up. Because I don't like what people say, and I think it's on a basis of what their marriage is or what the relationship is, but oh, we're staying together for the kids. And I, I see that a lot less now, but I have heard, well, divorce is not an option for us. And I get real perturbed by that. I don't know if it's just my like Italian bipolar switch right. that says, what the fuck, man? Like, How is it not an option unless you like, right. unless, unless it's financial and they just don't want to deal with it. And even, right. That's, that's prop. That might be it. But people think like you're giving up. Like I was talking. No, to I think some. I I don't think you're. I think sometimes a relationship can be so unhealthy that it can destroy you as a yes. human being. And that's what I felt like. It was like nonstop panic attacks. I was having my body. I couldn't be around him, and it wasn't like he was doing anything wrong. I just couldn't be around his energy. It just didn't work for me, and I got. It made me ill. Oh, and that's, so that's, yeah, you don't. I was. I, I knew lost. I had to. Yeah, I knew I had to end it, and it was very hard. It wasn't easy, but you know, you got through, you know, time heals a lot of wounds and he moved on. He got remarried. I, I moved on, dated a lot of losers, but that's okay. Ooh. So we get to talk about the losers because I date a lot of unavailable whack jobs. Not a lot. I shouldn't say that, but this is my, my divorce hot topic tonight because okay. um, I didn't look, I usually, sometimes I read researching like divorce stories out there and I'm kind of sick of these. I'm all about the mediation. I'm all about the divorce coaches. But I did some, I was on a live with a law firm. Um, I was like listening to what the woman had to say. She, I, I know the law firm from when I was in Chicago. And they said, oh, you really need to be very clear in what you want your ex to state. Like they're making it like, I'm like, listen, lady, it's not that simple. So when I, okay. So when I date somebody, um, like it's, it's easier said than done. That's my point. When I date a guy, I'm not going into it and saying, hey, I want an unavailable guy. No. But for some reason, I get like attracted towards these men that have such dysfunctions, like they're pecking at their own body. I don't know. <laughs> well, I wonder if you are unavailable in your own way and unaware of it. And so, yes, so it's, a con it's like a subconsciousness. <laughs> so sometimes we attract what we are. Yeah. So um, I've, I've realized that we're what we need to see in ourselves. So, so if, like if, if you've seen patterns of people that you're attracting they're unavailable or addictions or you know you perhaps you're an enabler or perhaps you are not ready to really move on or you, there's a fear mm -hmm. of actually having a, a new relationship and being immersed with somebody like that was in the beginning of my um divorce you know after i was done with divorce i started dating i was attracting guys i knew i didn't want to be with but i also was unavailable but i wasn't aware that i was unavailable mm -hmm. i just wanted them to love me and love them but i didn't really i couldn't create a life with anybody i couldn't even have i didn't have people like really spend the night even if i had a physical relationship. Very few people I knew actually I was able to be with that I could spend the night with overnight. Like it was oh. like that was a problem. Okay. So I think, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So, all right. So what was your, what was the, what was one of the weirdest situations you felt like post-divorce in it, right? Like soon after the divorce that you found yourself with a, with a guy, like, for example, one of the weirdest things for me was a guy I knew that we, I was going to just have a fling with him. I was in the process of getting divorced and I hadn't had sex in two years. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And all he could do was talk about it. He couldn't actually perform. And it, it was like, and that was my first experience out the oh, gate. No. Oh no. It was I had horrible. Weird, yeah. I had I had some weird experiences the first year or so after we had separated and getting divorced, you know, the papers, I had 
one guy I was dating, I was set up with through a friend and we had really, I guess I would say awful sex, like, like also couldn't perform a similar kind of situation. And it was like, it made me uncomfortable. And I was like, am I fat? Like, I didn't know. No, <laughs> I you like, don't know what's like, going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, and he was, he was, but I realized now he was so uncomfortable with himself that it was like, he was uncomfortable with himself. And we've tried to date afterwards, but it just never worked. Yeah. yeah. You know, as oh friends, this is like, and then I dated a celebrity, which is Ooh. really weird. Um, that was like one of the first people I slept with actually after my divorce. <gasps> yes. Scored. Okay. Um, a famous guy in the eighties. People know who it is, but, uh, I don't want to, even, I hate saying it, but, um, we, that was fun. Uh, yeah. we didn't date, yeah. date, say, you know, yeah, we kind of had a, like a nice time. And then I had a lot of weirdos. Like a lot, I met a lot of, I was meeting a lot of unavailable men that were yeah. never married that, you know, I'm in my forties and they were in their forties and later forties and they were never married. A lot of them, they had some had like living girlfriends at times, but they never, in the married, past, yeah. so they seemed, I'm, and I'm, I'll say I'm, I'm probably damaged. I will say that I will own that. Um, but in therapy. And I think that I forgave a lot of bad behavior. In, in oh, the yeah. I do that all the time. I think I, so the thing with the, the thing saying that we're damaged, I like to also think like I'm, I have this empath, you know, as a friend, as a lover, as a family member, I have a very empath way about me. I had, I have had a lot of people that have taken narcissism. Yeah. Narcissism. Nar yeah, like narcissists. Yeah. Have you ever do the empath narcissist? Have you read about yes, that? Yes. Like, um, oh I'm an or I, I, when you said empath, I, I lit up because I'm like, I am as well. Yeah. I think I am. Um, you are. You, you could already feel it because, see, and that's the problem is a lot of narcissists will feed off of that and suck the life out of you. And then you're like left on the ground. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> well, I think that I have, I think that for me sometimes, like, if I feel, oh, it's very weird. Like, I, it also could go into the codependence as well because sometimes I've been attracted to addicts as well mm -hmm. in the past, um, and I think that be it could be a little bit of codependency as well as empath narcissist. I mean, I I am around a lot of narcissists, so I'm very hyper aware of them. Okay. So I'm, I have my yeah, I have my you know, I, and I'm not saying I'm a narcissist, but I think I have <laughs> this is a I have narcissistic traits as an actress. That, yeah, I, we all do though as entertainers. Right, and I'll be, I'm the first to admit it, but I'm not a malignant narcissist or a covert narcissist or a narcissist by personality disorder. So I'll say that for the record. So I, I believe I love that, that you, you just gave the specifics because there are like different narcissists, uh, narcissism uh, like brackets. Because I read yeah. up on this a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, damn. There's a lot of brackets. And so what will happen is that my ego as a, as a, as a person who's tried to survive, I don't have masks on in that way. I'm very honest. So, so I'm not like a narcissistic lot. So I'm not, the word narcissist might not be the right word. So maybe egotistical might be a better word. Does that make sense? Yeah, because absolutely. So the ego will protect me from the narcissist. Right. I got you. Well, because I always want to win. Like I won't let somebody win if they, if it becomes like a competitive thing where yeah. they're taking my energy, I will not let them win. And that's where, but I've been in those situations and they're very painful. I know, and the, the, the thing is, like, I, I'll go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, I dated, a, like, I do, I do him in the show. Uh, he's a police officer, and I do, and he follows the show. He's a cop, and he, he drove me to the point of no return. 
like I can say this now because it's been past two years, but I cracked him across the face because of, and, and that's the thing is like, I'm this empath, he's a narcissist, but I would not, I was refusing to like accept what he was saying that he couldn't give me what I needed. And then he would let me in a little bit more and push me out a little bit more. And then he also had a drinking problem and then right. like addiction. <laughs> yeah. It always yeah. goes hand in hand. I wrote, I, I wrote him a letter and, and I said, here, read this. And I called him illiterate right after. So a Puerto Rican cop from, from the streets is not going to take lightly to that and then refuse to read it. And so I made him, I was trying to put it in his door and he held my arm back and then I smacked him and I felt so bad. But at the same time, I was like, good, you fucking deserve it. But <laughs> oh my God. And you have big muscles. I know you're like, you're, strong. But, you're like, but the thing was, I don't, I've never hit anybody before. And I felt so bad afterwards. Cause I was like, I didn't want to do that. But he, for a year, no, it was like a year on and off. He just kept pushing me to the limit. Like he'd cancel on me and I'd set my daughter up with my mom and be all ready to go or he'd be late. Um, and, and, you know, it was to the point where I was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, 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 to, and now like we talk and we're friends, he's bought tickets to my show, but he doesn't come to the show. Like he supports it and he knows I do him in the show. Like it's weird. But that's why has, I wanted to come to the show because he's in the show. He's, he wants to see himself be pretending. Yeah, that's right. It's like a narcissistic thing. It is. Like it's, he probably wants to see his character. How does she, oh, how does, you know, it's about me. It's like, oh, they're talking about me on the show. You know, it's like that kind of thing. So what would you say uh, to date is the best, uh, lo- so in, in, a, in a fun spoof about this, what is the most fun sex you've had in a post-divorce? Like, all right, for me, it's been with a, uh, male review dancer <laughs> oh um i've had a lot of great um times with different people uh i had some boyfriends you know i had, I had like one boyfriend um I, I i'm dating somebody now nice. um for a few months and we have good sex um you know i had like i had a you know somebody i'm very good friends with that we used to have sex and it got messed up but anyway but it was like we had fun we were really good friends so we had a good time and that another boyfriend we, I, I, i've had it, things started clicking like about two years ago where things started feeling more normal again for me like uh-huh. like i felt like okay maybe i could be in a relationship you know like so then i would have like so it went from having all these like little affairs to like having like real relationships uh-huh. like so- one after another i used to have this one guy I dated for a long time we used to have sex in the car all the time that was really fun Oh, I did too, because I lived with my parents post-divorce. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I was like, I make a joke how my dad would be like, who's outside? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like, I would have either, you know, it was car sex is great, but at this point I'm very happy to have my bed in my own apartment. Yeah. Um, wait, so yeah, now, we had, we had are, fun. Are you quarantining with the new boo? No, I'm with my mom. My mom's 85. So. Oh, not, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, um, we've, we've only seen each other. Um, he works in the medical field, so we've seen each other once for his birthday. So nice. I'll probably see him again maybe soon. Yeah. So um, he's, he's a first responder? No, um, he has a private practice. Got it. He's a doctor. So, yeah. So um, I, uh, I haven't seen him that much we speak every day but though it's been kind of hard this whole thing is like my my I dated this okay so we're gonna go on to date divorce dis in a second but this uh Stacey's gonna give me a little bit of her opinion and I know most people are gonna be like stop talking to this Greek guy but I do a bit about the Greek in my show and and this is a guy that I talked to and he's 
and from Greece, so from Greece, you know, I don't know if this is a Greek accent, but he's not, he's from Astoria, like, he, he was born in Astoria, then he was raised in New Jersey, and he keeps talking about how Greek he is, and he's 44, and like you're saying, like, he, he's one of those never been married, never even lived with a woman. And he's very Greek. He's very Greek. Right. So, that's, okay. So what's that's the, okay, what's, okay, so what's the red flag? Because you, I could tell, did something go up in your head about when you hear that? 44. So culturally, when people are very cultured, like, like in Mexican culture, you would think they would marry, like, they would be like either getting, going to get married to a Greek girl or right. be very, right. They usually don't marry, marry out of their culture. If someone is that Greek, like if they're like, so like, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, I'm so Greek, you know, unless he like, he doesn't, you know, um, He's also, I, I, I made out with him though. Like, I, that's what I thought too. Like, maybe he just doesn't want it. Because for things like, I used to think the women were just about sex. And then now I want a relationship. And I'm like, okay. And so I said to him, I'm like, we've gone back and forth about it. I'm like, I'm like, if you don't, can't talk to me every day, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be dating. And we've never slept together too. This is another dysfunction about this. I see, I have seen him six times over nine months. Like, I, I see my period more than him. And we started to we were making out a couple, like right before this quarantine happened, he, he came over cause he ha- owns a bagel store around, the, not a diner, but a bagel store around the door, around the block from my house. And I said, why don't you just come over after work? You're making excuses and you can't see me. And he's like, okay. And then I was like, oh wait, is he expecting to have sex? I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll just go with it. So, um, we're making out and so there's another big red flag. I don't feel a bulge. And I know this is like, <laughs> I don't because aren't, like when you're passionately, like not just making out, but you're rubbing no. and you're touching, you should feel something. Right, right, right. Nothing. <laughs> Something's not right. I mean, I'm, I either feel- he has ED or he's gay. That's either one. That, thank you. <laughs> I'll just say it. No, I see. I feel, I feel the same exact way. And I said, there's no way I was that gross. Like I took a shower. I Did was- you see his penis? I didn't, but I, I really don't know if I wanted to. I was like, I didn't, I was, I was, I said to him, I'm like, why? Well, Cause he was going to jump in and jump out. And then so he was just coming to say hello. And I didn't realize we were, he was like massaging me. I was like, Oh, we're going there. So I was starting to get a little, and I also feel like this is me thinking, okay, you're not that into him if you really don't want to touch it. But I thought when I went to go hug him, like I feel something and I didn't feel nothing. Oh, interesting. Maybe I think- he's like, well, I think it's also weird, like, since you live so close, he hasn't really, either, either, like, there's something going on. Like, either he has some girlfriend in Astoria that's Greek and he's going to get married, or he's just, you know, playing it, you know. So my therapist goes, are you sure he's not married? <laughs> that, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I said, well, he's he like a wife in Greece or something. I know. You know? Okay, so now here's, you want to go back to the story of Greece. When he was in Greece in November... Okay. Uh, no, uh, no, sorry. He left for Greece in September and he's like, I'll talk to you when I get back. I didn't hear one peep from him when he was in Greece. And I, I wanted to be like, yo, are you married to somebody in Greece? And then when we, we went to dinner when he got back, cause I laid into him. I was like, dude, that's fucking weird. And he goes, I know I don't better work on it. And then I said, okay, whatever. We're still, we're never, we haven't had sex. So I just, like, I guarantee he has a family in Greece. So you're unaware of something. I know some, so it's either he has a family in Greece, he's gay or there's erectile dysfunction. I think he has some kind of thing in Greece. That's okay. what I, that's my feeling about and, it. Yeah. I mean, he could, and the thing is the only reason why I was hesitant to think that was because I have met Pete, like I met his father. I've met 
his cousin who owns a bagel store with him. And it, I would think like, well, maybe, but then I was like, oh no, no, people would cover for people. They don't give a shit. So I don't know. Yeah. He could just have a family in Greece and be a wacko. So that's where, so we're thinking closer to that. He has a family in Greece. Okay. Yeah. Or has ED, but yeah. It's not, I mean, the fact that because of the sex, he's not really, you haven't really seen him that much. So that's kind of weird too. So I know. And the, and the thing is, it's been like in the summertime, I I was more willing to see him more because I was like, look, we can get together. And, and he wasn't and like, he was always doing, like, he was always busy. I got, I get that a lot. Oh, I'm always so busy. No one's know. that busy. Come on. No one's that busy. We're in quarantine. Ask me. He has not called me. He's texted me and I ignore it now. Cause I'm like, dude, Good. what are you calling? What are you texting me for? You're probably um, better off like, uh, ghosting him or not. I did. I'm not, you know what it is I at this point. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Not ghosting him, but like, yeah. But well, I don't even think I'm that attracted to him. So that was the other issue. But mm -hmm. I like these like big, thick Hispanic men usually, and that's when I was like, I'm fucking done with the like Latin guys who like take advantage and they lie and they cheat. Um, so I was like, well, this guy's you know, all right, he's Greek, whatever. Then when I say to people he's Greek, they're like, oh, Greek guy, he's all into his mother. I'm like, all right, you know what? I give oh up. God, that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Date, divorce, dis. Um, I have two groups up here, but I'm going to think of a couple okay. more. Okay, okay, great. So Martin Lawrence, LL Cool J, Will Smith. Now, you date, divorce, and dis one of them. So like, um, all right, I would date LL Cool J. I would dis Martin Lawrence, and I would divorce Will Smith. Oh, I would definitely, I would definitely uh, date LL Cool J. I would dis Martin Lawrence. No, no, I would divorce Martin Lawrence. Wait, no, I would date Will Smith, because I think he's hot. Yeah, he's hot. I, I would, I would divorce LL Cool J and dis Martin Lawrence. See, yes. so we would both dis Martin Lawrence. See, I would. Yeah, you know, he's out of his mind. That's why he's totally out of his mind. I met him. I, I met him uh, a couple of. I met him at a comedy club, and he's out of his mind. So oh anyway. gosh, yeah, he in LA. So yeah, that makes he's sense. He's a cuckoo bird. Um, now I just, I, I just kind of made this up real quick, but I don't know if it even goes. But I, I should probably put another governor in there, not Biden. Um, yeah, he's not fuckable at all, so. So, <laughs> who's another governor? So I put Cuomo, Murphy, and uh, what's California's governor's name? I know I should freaking know this. Um, all right, let's put, let's put Cuomo, Biden, and Murphy. Who would you date, divorce, dis? Um, let's I would definitely date Cuomo. He's yeah, I mean, me too. I think everyone's in this fix for him, too. So, and he's divorced, right? Yeah, because he... He says that on that one of the clips. He's like, "Oh, he's just becoming this big entertainment piece too." On top of everything, right. yeah, he has a nice body too for an older man. Um, I know he does. He's hot. Yeah. He's his brother's cute too. Um, uh, I had a friend that had dated the brother years ago. Um, Biden, I don't know. I would divorce Biden and dis Murphy. Dis Murphy. Thank you. That's yeah. what I would do because I I just live in with the state of New Jersey right now. So. <laughs> So we both agree on the, the, the Cuomo date, Biden, divorce, and Murphy, dis. Okay, so here's one. Let's do uh, New York, New Jersey, and uh, what's the other one? Massachusetts. Who would oh, you God. date, divorce, dis? I feel like I, feel like I have I would, to do, Go ahead, you go first. I would have to date New York because I've been running for mayor for the fucking place. Yeah. I would I'd probably divorce Massachusetts and diss New Jersey. Sorry, Jersey. No, I'm divorcing my own. Oh, see, I can't diss New York. No, I'll diss Massachusetts. I'll divorce my state and I'll date New York. Boom. 
Um, I mean, I went to college at NYU and Adelphi, both in New York. So fuck it. Oh, cool. Um, so this has been great. I want to bring Stacy's going to uh, come back to read a scene from Divorce Diaries scripted. I'd love to. Yes. Next time we're on. And I had can, such a good time. I did too. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Yes. Just go to Stacy Pressman, S T A C E Y P R U S S M A N, or stacycomic.com on, on uh, Stacy Pressman on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I have you know, and all that stuff. And my, my website is Stacy comic, S T A C E Y C O M I C. If you can't find me by my last name and my name as well. So you can find me uh, everywhere. And I like the press for us. I love that. That's a great slogan. Boom. Thank you. We're going to have a press conference. It's going to be some uh, little, I, little punny things going on during this oh, mayoral this is so campaign. Awesome. Um, it's so great to talk to you. It was so great to talk to you too. Um, stay on after I click off the record. I thank okay. you, Stacey Pressman. I'm going to also thank post you. everywhere. So you can find her. She's awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey, for uh, coming on Divorce Diary Show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Divorce Diary Show. And I want to thank my special guest today, Stacey Pressman. She is awesome and fabulous. Please go check her out on all social media platforms. Stacey Pressman, the Pressman Hour, and elect her for the New York City mayor this upcoming election. She's awesome. Follow Divorce Diary Show. Until next time, keep laughing at divorce, laugh at life's beautiful mishaps. And remember, I'm Michelle. I teach kids with special needs, and I date men with special needs.